Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. Turn to somebody and say, believe for the supernatural. You need to believe God for the supernatural. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. And he said in John 16, 24. By the way, this is the second in the series of belief for the supernatural. John 16, 24. Jesus says, until now, some of the until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. What Jesus was saying to the disciples is, is that um, I believe. He was saying, up till now, when you go to God, you go to God in your name. Where you were born, what you have, what you don't have. Let me tell you, that a name is very important. There are names that when you walk into a place and you just mention that name, it changes things for you. So what Jesus was saying is, is that you people have never really asked my father anything in my name. You just go to God and you ask for things in your name, where you were born, whether you are black or white or green or whatever. But he says, ask now and you will receive that your joy will be complete. Your joy has not been complete. You know why your joy has not been complete? Because when you go to God, you go to God based on what you have. What you see in the natural, you go to God based on what you do not have. But he said, go and ask it, I'm coming, Jesus sent me. I've got permission from Jesus to use his name. That means that many of us need to expand our thinking. You know, Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, For as a man or woman thinketh, so is he. Is that as you think in your hearts, you will become what you think about. Last week we heard this, you know, I shared with you the story of this lady who, uh, after the pastor, the pastor made an appeal. The pastor said, we need $2 million to finish the building project. How many of you? would give $2 million to God if he were to give you the $2 million. There was a little lady there at the back, and he raised her hands. This lady did not know how or from where the money was going to come, but in her heart she said, if God were to give me the money, I will help my church finish this project. You remember the story of how her friend called her because her friend came into this uh, 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 won a lawsuit and the friend did not even know about this woman or the pledge that he, uh, the promise that she made she said you know I just uh, won this uh, lawsuit and something inside of me is telling me to give you two million dollars I've got into a large sum of money and the lady said you know what you are an answer to prayer and she said what do you mean I'm an answer to prayer he said because I just made a promise in our church the other day that if God was to give me $2 million, I would help my church finish the building project. So by a day or two, the lady called her again and said, you know what, 
I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not been able to go to sleep. I keep hearing in my spirit that I need to give you $2 million. If you are going to give the $2 million to your church, I believe that I need to give you another $2 million for yourself. So the lady said, well, if that's what you want to do, you've heard from the Lord. (laughs) But check this out. A few days after that, the lady called, the lady who won the lawsuit called her and said, guess what? He said, my lawyer just called me and uh, he says that uh, the judge had made another ruling that the other party has to give, uh, pay for fees, for uh, penalties, and so on. I'm, I'm getting four more million dollars back. So the four million dollars that he gave to his to her friend is uh, within a few days came back to her. Let me tell you this: when you put your faith out there, listen to me carefully. When you put your faith out there, you allow God to show up and do amazing and stupendous things in your life. You've got to be able, you want to be able to step out. That's what happened with the lady who made the promise to her church. And that's what happened with a pastor's wife that I know. I know this pastor's wife. She had a desire for a swimming pool. I don't know why you always prime my message before I come here. She had a desire for a swimming pool, and it was in those days that pastors could not afford swimming pools. But this lady is going to step out and say to the husband, I want to have a swimming pool. I'm tired of going to public pools. So she told the husband she wanted a swimming pool. The husband told her that they could not afford a swimming pool. You know, we are pastors. We can't afford a swimming pool. But this lady would not stop talking about her swimming pool. She believed that God was going to give her a swimming pool again and again. The pastor told the wife, I have told you that we can't afford for a swimming pool. Now, stop talking about this swimming pool. It's too expensive and we cannot afford the cost. But the lady would not stop believing for her swimming pool. She went around the house confessing. This is a true story. She went around the house confessing. One day I am going to have a swimming pool behind my yard. She kept believing it, even with the husband's unbelief. You know, it reminds me. I don't know why these ladies always get it before we men do. <laughs> nothing against you, Mark. Nothing against you, Dennis. But some, sometimes the ladies always get it before we do. I remember when we moved into our subdivision. And uh, there were about three lots that we wanted because we wanted to buy the lot so that, uh, uh, you, because you don't, first of all, they wanted to come and build a pavilion next to a house. And we said no, because what you are talking about is 
probably drugs, alcohol, whatever, noise. I make a lot of noise, but I don't like too much noise. So, I said to my wife, we need to buy the next three plots. And she said, no, God's going to give it to us. I completely forgot about the fact that when we wanted to go into that subdivision, this is the truth, Terry. When we found out how much a plot was going to cost, a plot, I choked. And my wife said, yeah, we're going to live in that subdivision. I said, Lord, help this woman. <laughs> she said, yeah, we're going to live. And uh, she said, are you going to call the developers of this subject? I said, honey, forget about it. We can't even afford to buy the one plot. And then you're talking about And she picked up the phone and she called those people. I said, Lord, please help me to be a good husband. <laughs> she picked up the phone and she called those people. And they said, yeah, we will be, yeah, we will sell you a plot. And then to be a good husband, I just said, you know, to keep peace in the family. I said, okay, let's go for it. But you know what happened? The developers found out that I was a pastor. The man, uh, the head person there was a Christian. He says, I do, I do things for pastors all the time. He says, if they're going to buy one plot, then I'm going to give them another plot free. I said, honey, you heard from the Lord. <laughs> You know what? It was a blessing because the Lord miraculously helped us to pay for that, those two plots. And guess what? Those plots were what we used for down payment for the house that we built. Yes, wow. So this lady kept telling the husband, he said, if you don't believe I'm going to stay on the word, but don't you ever try to come near to that swimming pool. She said that when it comes. Because down in her heart, this lady believed that God was going to give her a swimming pool, despite her husband's unbelief. One day, this, this is a true, one day the husband saw her outside with a measuring tape. So the man went out and said, what are you doing out here with a tip? He said, I'm getting an idea where the pool is going to be sitting. <laughs> this man actually thought that his wife had lost it. But check this out. Months later, a couple visited the man's church from out of state. After church, they asked to speak to the pastor and the wife. They were on television. Apparently, this couple had been watching him from another state. So the man said to the pastor, we own a large swimming pool company. And we have uh, uh, locations all over the country. We flew in here specifically to ask you to permit us to give you a swimming pool. (laughs) 
Can you imagine how embarrassing this was to to the pastor? This is a pastor who preaches every Wednesday, every Sunday to his people to believe. But when the wife wanted to believe, he would not believe with the wife. That's what happened to me. Because when I looked at how much the three lots were going to cost, I said, honey, let's go to the bank. We have got good credit. Let's get some money from the bank and buy. And she said, no, no. God's going to give these lots to me. After five years, those lots were going to be costing. First of all, we went ahead and we bought the one that they wanted to build the pavilion because we did not want them to build the pavilion there. And then there were two other lots there. They were going to be costing, both of them were going to be costing $50,000. So one day somebody called me and said, the owner of the property is ready to sell. And I said, how much do you think I should offer for the two lots? He said, offer her $6,000. I said, I'm not going to insult this lady here. I'm not going to embarrass myself. And the man said, what did I tell you? I said, offer $6,000. So I picked up the phone and called. By this time, the man is uh, gone home to we with the Lord. The, 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 the daughter is over the estate now. So I said to her, I, I understand that uh, uh, you are ready to sell. She says, yeah, I re- I'm ready to sell. Huh? I need to sell some piece of property and use it for, uh, you know, pay taxes. And I said to her, you know, the, your dad was so good to us. The last time that we bought two uh, lots, he decided to give us one lot. You think that you can do that? I said, oh, yeah, I'll give you one lot. It's no problem. Sell one to you. And, uh, and uh, he, she said, I said, how much do you, when he said, well, how much do you want to pay? I said, you want to Pay six thousand. He said, "Well, you know, I just remember that I have got uh, got an, a contract with uh, a real estate agent. Let me give you the number. Call." Uh, he, she did not know that uh, for five years we have been talking to this real estate agent, and he would not budge. So when I called the man, the man said, "Well, you know how much the piece of property, the two pieces of property, cost." I said, "Yeah." He said, "How much are you willing to give for the two pieces?" I said. $6,000. He said, man, I don't even want to talk to you. Why did you call me this morning? You're wasting my time. And I said, to, I said to him, I said, sir, you have the land. I have the money. Why don't you just... He did not know that I've already talked to this lady. So I said, why don't you just call her if she doesn't want to sell it? You keep the land. I keep the money. So he called the lady who was uh, in charge of this... Uh, uh, estate. And he said, I don't know, this man is insulting us. He's been on me for five years now, and he wants to buy the two pieces of property for $6,000. And I told him that uh, you're not going to accept it. And the, and the woman said, well, you know what, if he's going to give me $8,000 for the two 
Then I sell it to him. You know, the real estate agent, they make their money from commission. The man was mad. <laughs> Let me tell you also that this man was a born-again Christian. I came to find out he knew, he knew the little bit. He was mad. So when he brought a proposal of $8,000, he said to him, why don't we break it even? Uh, for the two pieces of property, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you seven thousand. He said, I said, she said she wants eight and I, I offered six. Let's break it even. Seven thousand dollars. So he called the lady and the lady said, yeah, I take seven thousand dollars for a piece of property that was supposed to cost us fifty thousand dollars. Don't tell me, you know, you can say, well, that's a coincidence. Whatever you think it was. I know that it was God in this situation. So this lady here, you thought that I had forgotten about my swimming pool lady, didn't you? So, so this man said that uh, we, we just want to be a blessing to you, and we are going to build a swimming pool. A few months after that, the swimming pool was ready. And guess who was the first person that wanted to go to the <laughs> swimming pool? It was a man. And the woman said, well... God forgives me, I'm going to forgive you. Amen. What are you talking about, Pastor George? What I'm saying is, is that uh, with God, all things are possible. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. With God, all things. Isn't that what Jesus said? Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says, Jesus looks at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. What was it that happened to this pastor's wife? It was God extending his supernatural favor to her, Terry. By his favor, God gave her the desire of her heart. And guess what? She got it, sat on it, got it rooted, and received the manifestation. The lesson here. Keep God first in your life. Because if you do, he will give you your heart's desire. Not just give you what you want, but he will put his desire in your heart. When you honor God with your life, he will cause people to show favor to you. I'm talking to somebody in the house. I'm talking to somebody watching me right now. Psalms 37, 4 says, delight. That means that fall in love with God. Don't fall in love with things. Fall in love with God, and he's going to place desires in your heart, and he's going to fulfill those desires. My friend, if you honor God with your life and what you've got, his blessings will chase you down and overtake you. You will experience supernatural blessings that will amaze you and amaze your neighbors. God will cause you to be at the right place at the right time with the right people. But you know what our problem is, Dennis? Our problem is that we often look at our situation just in the natural. And from the limited perspective, we often fail to realize that our God is a supernatural God. Just because you don't see a way doesn't necessarily mean that God doesn't have a way. Relying on your present income means that you've ruled that God. And his supernatural power, as long as you do so, forget about accomplishing your dreams. Because let me tell you this, Lee, 
The dream that God's going to put in your heart is going to be bigger than you. You know why he would do that? So that you can lean on him. Just so much as say, lean on God. We need to lean on God, not where we were born, not what we have in the bank, not, not what we can do or what we cannot do. The truth is that one opportunity from God can thrust you to a new level. God can, oh Jesus. Dennis, do you know that God has a blessing? I'm, I, I, I call this explosive blessing. Blessing that you're just walking around like, you know, you, you know that they set a time bump on the road and you did not know all of a sudden you step on it and it bang! Someone said bang! It blows on your face. God's got an explosive blessing in store for you that can bless you out of depth into abundance and overflow. Isn't that what he says? That God is able, David, to make his grace to abound towards you so that you being always sufficient in all things that you will be able to abound in every good work and every... Ch- in other words, when there is a need in the church, you say to pastor, don't, you, don't even let us take a... Sof- uh, 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 let, 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 let the church not suffer trying to take an offering because I'm writing a check. When you see somebody who has a car and you just write a check when you see a lady who wants a place to stay you just write a check what's wrong with that God has explosive blessing there that can bless you into abundance and overflow and from being bedridden to being healed completely I want to challenge you to let God out of your little thinking box Let him be the supernatural God that he really is. Let him do supernatural things for you. Let him him release to you the explosive blessings. I'm talking about, you know how they they plant explosives in in wartime. They plant explosives on the way so that when you drive a, a, a truck or something, you hit on it and it explodes. Somebody is driving in God's roads, and you are stepping on God's explosive blessing, and it's going to just blast you to places that you would never have thought you could be. God wants to extend to you a far and beyond favor. He wants to make you a Sarah. It doesn't matter what the doctors tell you, you can become pregnant. If you don't believe it, ask Aya Williams. It doesn't matter how long it takes. God can deliver it. As Rachel, he wants to amaze you and those who know you. You may be thinking that you are too old to find a person of your dream. But God right now is saying, is anything too hard for me? Why not make a decision to stay in faith instead of unbelief? Why not stop trying to figure out how God is going to do it? How about you just believe? How often you hear people say that their dreams are too big for God to bring to pass. Some of you think that uh, 
The relationship is too far broken that God cannot repair it. He can. Do you think that your finances are too messed up that God can't fix it? He can fix it. Or are you thinking that you have lived with a sickness for the rest of your life? You have to live with a sickness for the rest of your life? If so, let me remind you that nothing is too hard for God. I want to encourage you, my friends, watching me and those of you in the house to abandon your defeatist attitude and take on a new vision of God's possibilities for you. Catch a vision of an all-powerful God who can do anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how things look like right at this moment. Our God is an all-able, supernatural, superabundant God. He remember that He stopped the earth from moving for Hezekiah and Joshua. Remember that He caused an iron axe head to float. That's the kind of God that we do serve. The one who causes an iron axe head to float on the water. How often you hear people say, it's too good to be true. Let me tell you this, what God wants to do for you is good and is true. Psalms 118 verse 28 says, The Lord has done this. It is marvelous in our eyes. Like I said, very often when we hear stories of God's supernatural intervention, some people are tempted to say, that's too good to be true. For instance, a friend gives you money to pay off all your debts. Then somebody hears about it and says, I really don't believe that. Oh, we share a testimony like we share the testimony. The lawyer that did the closing for the 40 acres that we bought here told me that he said, George, you could easily have paid $1.6 million for the 40 acres. And guess how much we paid? We paid $300,000 cash. And then the owner of this piece of property turned around and wrote us a check for $60,000. He said, I am going to ties 10% back to your ministry. Don't tell me that God cannot do it. You tell people that uh, you purchase a $1.6 million piece of property for $300,000, then somebody says, that's too good to be true. Let me tell you this, my friend. When people question what God has done for you, don't spend God's precious time trying to prove them wrong. Just ignore them and keep believing for more unusual breaks. How many of you are going to walk out this morning and believe God for unusual breaks? Keep believing for more supernatural manifestation. I'm talking about supernatural healing manifestation. Breakthrough, I'm talking about you have been on drugs for the last 40 years and God just touched you, bring you out of the pits, gives you a business. You used to drive around the country trying to make ends meet. Now you are sitting on millions of dollars business. That's what I call God. That's what I call supernatural. He carry. Oh, Jesus. Somebody here needs to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Keep believing for more supernatural manifestation. Continue giving them something to be amazed about. Because as you do, God will not only meet your needs. In addition, he will also give you the desires of your heart. He says God is able to make his grace to abound towards you. So that you being always sufficient in all things at all times. That you will be able to overflow. Some of them I'm going to overflow. I'm going to overflow in every good world. When there is a need, I'm going to be there. When God has needs somebody to lay hands, I'm going to lay hands. When God needs somebody to lead somebody to the Lord, I'm going to be there. When somebody needs for somebody to write a last check, I'm going to write a so what's wrong with that? Nothing. Let me tell you this, my friend. God does not just want you to meet. He doesn't just want to meet your basic needs. He also wants to fulfill the secret desires of your heart. How many of you have got secret desire? It could be for healing. It could be for deliverance. It could be for the child to come back home. It could be for you to find a man like me. Not me, but a man like me. Because somebody else over there already found me. Secret desires are those desires that you don't want to share with people because they think that they're going to think that you are crazy. They're going to misunderstand you. I'm talking about the secret dreams are those that you only share with God. God wants to super exceed. Somebody super exceed anything that you can dream about. Let me tell you this, my friend. I want you to know this today. God wants to fulfill your secret desires. No matter how big, no matter how unusual they may be. So get a vision. Somebody get a vision. Get a vision of God doing the humanly impossible for you. Put your faith and believe in God for the unusual. Because let me tell you this. God is waiting for somebody who's going to step out of the boats and trust in him. If you desire to have a swimming pool, then believe God for it, whether your husband agrees or not. If you want, you know, want a five extra acres of land, forget about your husband. Pray for him. Because he's going to join with you. He's going to enjoy. At some point, he's going to be just my land, forgetting about the fact that you believe God for five years. Let me tell you this. If you desire to have a swimming pool, you can believe God for it. Don't look at your pocketbook. Just fix your eyes on God. If you want to build a house, believe God for it. I'm not asking you to go and do something stupid. I'm telling you that to expand your thinking. Because if you are worried about the cost of maintaining a swimming pool, you might as well forget about it. Because the first thing that some people are going to be thinking, well, I don't want a swimming pool because it costs too much to maintain it. See, that's your problem. If you're thinking about maintaining a swimming pool, the cost of maintaining it, just forget about it. But if you desire to get a swimming pool, then go for it. Because I promise you that if God gives you a swimming pool, he will also give you the resources to keep it. You talk to some people. You know, some, some people, they, when they come to a property, the first thing that they ask is, uh, he says, who cuts the grass? 
That's exactly, that's one of the first questions. Who cuts the grass? <laughs> Just enjoy the fact that the grass has been cut and manicured. I'm honest with them though. I said, I started cutting the grass, but he almost broke my back. But God sent somebody who comes every two days a week to make sure that the grass is cut and manicured. If you are worried about cutting the grass, just stay in your one acre. But if God gives you 10 acres, I promise you that he'll help you cut the grass. See, sometimes you hear people say something like, do you think God is really interested in swimming pools and manicure yet? My answer is yes. God does care about all the desires that he placed in your heart. The reason is that he placed those desires. Listen to, that's what I said. Maybe I should not get you up here until I finish preaching. Did you see my notes? Did you know anything about the fact that I was going to be using Deuteronomy chapter 6, 10 to 11? No. Listen to what the word of God says. He says, when the Lord your God brings you into a land, he swore to your fathers, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with... Do you people have a Bible? If you have a Bible, I want you to open to. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 to 11. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, the land that he placed in your heart, that he placed in my wife's heart, Flourishing cities you did not build. Houses. How many of you heard Dennis said about something about houses? Houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide. Wells you did not dig. And vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then you eat and are satisfied. Only be careful that you do not forget the Lord. Do you know that as our Heavenly Father, God loves us, longs for the best for us, put dreams in our hearts that he wants to fulfill. Let me tell you this, my friend. You have to reject anything that is even remotely, that will even remotely suggest anything otherwise. Our Father is generous. He's full of grace, mercy, and compassion. He wants to amaze you and me with his goodness. This is what God wants for you. This is what good parents do. They want the best for their children, don't they? Let me read to you from the word from Jesus. He says, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven... Give gifts to those who ask. Have you noticed those who ask? Because if you ask God for money for you to pay for your apartment for the rest of your life, he's going to give it to you. But if you see God, you own all of the cattle, 
on the mountains and all of the sheep in the field. You can sell some of that to pay for my house. It's going to give you a house. He says, if you who are evil can give good things to those, to your children on Christmas Day. God says, I want to make every day Christmas Day for you. You know, you did not hear me, did you? God says, I don't wait, want to wait until 25th of December to bless you. I'm going to blast you when you ask. So go ahead and believe for the supernatural and step out, trusting God. Then step back and watch God do exceedingly beyond your highest expectations. Watch God our Father bless you with the best. Just go ahead and open your heart to receive his blessings. Because the problem is never with God. The problem is always with our thinking. I'm challenging you to rise up today and say, I'm not going to go for anything but everything that God has got for me. I'm born again. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. By the way, if you are out there and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you to know that there is a way that is, uh, there is a way back to God that is open for anybody. Come to God. It doesn't matter whether you are in the God or today. It doesn't matter how much you are drunk or how much you drunk last night, God is here. He wants to receive you exactly like you are. He wants to wash you with the blood of Jesus. He wants to make something absolutely great and wonderful in your life. Did anybody get anything from this morning? Come on, go ahead and give the Lord a hand. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.